0: On I be still. Ontdek samen met ons de van die leven op 657 Radio Kansel en 729 Kaapse Kansel. Jij is ingeschakeld op Radio Kansel 657 AM en 729 Kaapse Kansel. Van die Leven op 657 Radio Kansel en 729 Kaapse Kansel. The Word of God is the words of life. Radio Cape Pulpit on 729 AM and Radio Pulpit 657 AM. 729 Cape Pulpit and Radio Pulpit 657 News
1: time has gone 11 o'clock i'm brad kirsten let's have a look at your news headlines ksak says the wheels of justice against key figures of state capture are finally turning a political analyst says the allegations against our president are damaging his credibility and new zealand rugby has issued a public apology to Te Kurangate arangamate good morning The Council for the Advancement of the South African Constitution says the arrest of Atul and Rajesh Gupta is a sign that action is now beginning to take place against some of the key figures of state capture. The arrest of the brothers in Dubai comes almost a year after Interpol issued a red letter notice for their arrest. KSAC's Lawson Naidu told ENCA... Getting the two brothers to face the law in South Africa is important for accountability and the rule of law. It's quite clear that the Gupta brothers were the architects of state capture. You know,
0: working in cahoots with the former president uh, Jacob Zuma, as well as with a number of uh, other senior political figures. And uh, being the architects of the state capture and, and figuring out the modus operandi of state capture, that led many others to exploit the opportunities that presented themselves...
1: President Cyril Ramaphosa is in his most awkward position yet in having to defend as yet unproven and unsubstantiated allegations of financial impropriety. This is the view of political analyst Daniel Silk. Former spy boss Arthur Frazier has accused the president of covering up a robbery at his Pala farm in Limpopo. Silk says this whole matter undermines Ramaphosa's credibility. It undermines confidence in the so-called renewal project that the president has spoken about and the anti-corruption drive that he continues uh, to trumpet within his own political party. And when your credibility is undermined like this, whatever the outcome, it still serves to weaken you, weaken your personality and weaken your role in the broader political game as well. So this is not good news for President Ramaphosa. Meanwhile, Silk says this is not surprising that these allegations have come out now leading into the ANC elective conference in December. This clearly is an open season for all who have some sort of potential dirt or revelations or skeletons in the closet pertaining to President Ramaphosa uh, to come forward and thereby attempt to weaken uh, his own position and uh, possibly even uh, find him in a very difficult position to stand at the end of the year. European Council President Charles Michel accused Russia of using food supplies as a stealth missile against the developing world, forcing people into poverty. He made the comments during a United Nations Security Council meeting yesterday, which resulted in Russia's UN Ambassador Vaseline Benzia storming out of the meeting. Moscow's invasion of Ukraine has fueled a global food crisis with prices for grains, cooking oils, fuel and fertilizers soaring. Michelle says Russia is solely responsible for this food crisis.
0: I've seen it with my own eyes a few weeks ago in Odessa. Millions of tons of grain and wheat stuck in containers and ships because of Russian warships in the Black Sea and because of Russia's attack on transport infrastructure. And it is Russian tanks, Russian bombs and mines that are preventing Ukraine from planting and harvesting.
1: To Rugby News Now, New Zealand rugby has issued an apology to Te Ngate Arengamate. In a social media post in December last year, the Black Ferns hooker claimed she had a mental breakdown during New Zealand's tour of England and France and was then criticised by head coach Glenn Moore. Her claims resulted in an independent review that found New Zealand rugby had failed to sufficiently support the women's high-performance programme. The organization says it's taken responsibility for the systematic failing that led to Ngate Aringamate's decline. She has accepted their apology. We'll end with your financial indicators. The dollar trading at 15 rand 44 cents. The euro at 16 rand 51. A British pound 19 rands and 27 cents. And a Bitcoin trading at $29,534.03. Gold selling at $1,844.49 a fine ounce. Brent crude oil is quoted at $119.84 a barrel. And this ends our news bulletin at 11. The next newscast will be right here at 1 o'clock.
0: Goeiedag, Ekkes Pussy Burger. In a hartelijke goeiemorgen. Welcome by ons program Schriftierrek waar ons wekelijk saam na oplossing soek uit die skrifte, vervra waarmee gewone mense sikkel. Die Bijbel sê in Johannes 17, 17, woord is waarheid, heilig hulle na die woord. En pasal om 119, sê, woord is een lamp van my voeten en een licht van my pad. Kom dan saam met ons voor de volgende uur wanneer ons geen steen onaangeraakt laat om die waarheid te vind in licht te schijnen op die vraag uit die skrifte waarmee ek en jy mondlik kan worstel nie. Krijg dus gauw jou Bijbel en kom onderzoek samen met ons die schriften. Dis moes nou skrifteerlik. Our family is
2: just getting bigger and bigger.
0: Welcome to 657 AM. And without a time check for you, it's six minutes after 11 o'clock. Good morning, goeie Dumelang, sanbonani, wherever you are on God's earth. Indeed, a privilege to be in your company. And yes, indeed, this is a live broadcast. And uh, we're speaking to you from 42 Jacobus Street here in Kilner Park in Pretoria. Scripty, look, scriptural until uh, 12 o'clock this morning. We have to be out of studio around about five to 12. But what a surprise, a brand new season, a brand new voice, a brand new individual. Pastor Matt Fulhoun taking a well-deserved break and just standing bit, a bit. And uh, well, we've trusted the Lord to send another harvest field worker. And so I have him in studio with me this morning. So script Scriptural, skriftierlik, tot en met 12 uur vir Die die programse mandaat blei precies diezelfde. If you're struggling with anything out of God's word, this is the program that you tune to. If you have any lifestyle problems, any issues in life, and you need a scriptural answer, not man's opinion, but God's Word, this is the program where you ask those questions. And we will endeavor. We trust the Holy Spirit. We have prayed for you this morning. We uh, will endeavor to answer that question. Now, let me say right at the onset of this program, we don't have all the answers. But we've got God's word, and some of the questions, and we've seen it in the past four and a half years of this program, het ons gesien dat sekere van die fra wat ons krij het, a bieke meer gebed nodig, en moet ons a meer die middernacht laat brand, but we are grateful to the Lord for uh, presenting us with somebody who is passionate about the word. Sola Scriptura, that's what it boils down to. So without keeping you in further suspense this morning, wherever you are, I'm going to give you the WhatsApp number in a moment if you've got a scriptural question. As jy a vraag het wat jy wil vraag, ek gaan vir jy die WhatsApp nummer so binnen paar paar sekundes en uh, of gee en dan kan jy vir jou vraag stier. But first, let me introduce you my brother in Christ and he sit hy recht langs my Rocky Stevenson, good morning, my brother. How are you keeping on this beautiful Tuesday morning?
3: Oh, so well, thank you very much, Vainand. What a privilege it is to be here. And greetings to all the listeners. We give thanks to the Lord for this privilege. And thank you very much for having me here.
0: Yeah, it's wonderful to have you on board. Rocky, for those who have never met you before, we had a program on Good News Time where we said, listen, hang in there, the brother is coming. We will do scriptural all together. on will do scripture wat jou. How would you introduce yourself, my brother? Uh, Tell us a little bit about you, but let's start at the beginning. How did you get to know the Lord Jesus Christ? How did He become your Savior in your life?
3: Well, Venant, I had the privilege of growing up in a home that did worship the Lord in the sense that we went to church. We had a good congregation that we went to here in Pretoria. I grew up in Pretoria. And I happened to be at a Baptist Union summer camp, which ran toward the end of the year in the December time. And it was around my birthday when I was turning about 14. And there I came to know the Lord Jesus as my personal Lord and Savior. It was impressed upon my heart that I myself had been involved with putting christ at the cross with my own sin wow and came to realize that i had a need for a savior and that jesus needed to be at the my age savior. of 14. Eh? yes so so nice and young and uh. Uh, i thank god for that i did love the bible already prior to having been born again i'd read it at least three times cover to cover my before goodness. 14. Yeah. i'd had a desire to be a pastor or a missionary already i'd enjoyed sunday school and did some sansa quizzes so hopefully some of the questions will be those ones that I did back then. <laughs> and that will be a bit easier. And yeah. um, and so I had a love for that. I had some wonderful Sunday school teachers at Watercloof Baptist Church who yeah. um, impressed much upon my own heart regarding the scriptures. So in many respects, there was a preemptive work of the Holy Spirit within me. But I had a picture of God that was incorrect. I thought of him out distant, not very involved. And by God's grace, he had mercy on me and i remember just uh, i don't remember exactly what the sermon was on but during the preaching of god's word it came to to me that the lord has loved me in christ and i've done i've done nothing to deserve this nothing in my person and nothing in my works and so i give thanks to the lord for redeeming me then and uh yeah since then had a heart for ministry i've served the lord as as fervently as as a i guess a broken sinner can yeah and yeah, i give yeah. thanks to the lord for his kindness towards me i applied at christ seminary while i was still in high school yeah. and got accepted at christ seminary up in Polokwani, which is where i did my seminary training i wasn't sure yet whether the lord was calling me to mission work or pastoring and um, so i graduated at christ seminary at the tender old age of 22 years old and um Oh, most of the actually all of the first year students that year were all older than what I was at that time but I give thanks to the Lord for my seminary training it uh, really was a blessing to be up at Polokwane Christ Baptist right. and Christ Seminary and uh, then I started at at um, Middleburg Baptist Church up in Mpumalanga at the age of 22 as pastor of of middleburg baptist church not as youth uh, pastor but
0: as pastor
3: yes as the pastor before that during my seminary time in around my third year to fourth year i started as as the guy managing the youth at open baptist church in harabiesport dam all right and so i lived a bit in harabiesport dam and i give thanks to the lord for the time that I spent there, and what a wonderful, beautiful place! If you're living in the Sport area, you really should thank the Lord for the beauty around you. Yes, yeah, so much, um, so true. Eh? And I'm yeah. sure you all know that Afrikaans song, "Ha, ha, ha, Hoterbierspoort Dam." <laughs> anyway, but I don't think that's something that gets played on radio. Yeah, yeah. We, um, but I had a good time at Sport Dam with the youth that were there and the church that was there, and um, because Christ Seminary's program was set up in such a way that you went to seminary for about 10 days in yeah, the month yeah. and the rest of the month you could be back at home in your local church and so I had the privilege of starting at Hotter Beersport Dam moving from Watercliff Baptist then to Hotter yeah. to Beersport and um, I finished there just before May 2010 which is when I started at at um, middleburg at middleburg baptist church right. and then the lord called me to benoni um i'd of once all places actually, um,
0: van Smarte, ben-
3: you know, some of the yeah. some of the listeners will know mark penrith and i've been oh, on yeah. his show twice here with radio Yeah, table talk on a friday um, yeah, table talk yeah, on yeah. a friday yeah. and um, i'd visited mark penrith in benoni as he was the pastor of crystal park baptist church yeah, before yeah. moving to pretoria and um, I actually audibly said I'll never live in Benoni while I was driving back to... While <laughs> never driving, say never. Eh? While I was dri- now I'm like, I'll never live on a tropical island or oh, something oh, like that. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah, me too.
3: Yeah, <laughs> me too, by all means. And um, yeah. the Lord moved me to Benoni Bible Church where I'm... Um, Currently the pastor there. Okay. Um, and have been for the last? And have been since 2017 December. So oh, right. the last couple of years, this year December will be five years at Benoni Bible my Church, goodness. which I thank God for the congregation there. Yeah. They, um, some of the most patient people I've ever met in my life, they put up with me. Every week and yeah. every week I get in the pulpit and I thank God for bringing people back the next week. Yeah. So we give thanks to the Lord for the oh, way right. that He uses us.
0: Fantastic, uh, Rocky. It's uh, such a privilege to have you with us uh, this morning. And well, the the DNA of this programming is of this program is searching the Scriptures, uh, delving into the Word of God. Ultimately, so I promised you, listening on six five seven AM, that I would give you a WhatsApp number. I have give you a WhatsApp number here in Jaya my welkom, any construction, ek sien daar peer, het klaar vir ons een vraag hier ingestuur, mega 45, ons gaan een bieke later daarna kyk, maar baie dankie peer ook vir jou deelname, so hier is die whatsapp nummer, 082, I'm gonna give it to you slowly, cause the pen is not where you left it yesterday, 082, 657, 657 of course the frequency on which we're broadcasting the number 2 and then 729 Radio Cape Pulpit's uh, frequency as well so baie makliker nommer 0826572729 and you can hear there's a slight change in the uh, format of the program Rocky wat 'n uh, volbloed Engelsman is hy sê sy Afrikaans is baie goed Rocky ons wil hom net vir ons luisteraar sê dis nie dat jy nie Afrikaans kan praat jy kan Afrikaans ook praat nee deliciously. <laughs> nou maar daai gerei kan dit hy's uh, heeltemal teuig en ons gaan heerlijk saam kuier vir die volgende paar dinsdae. So you send your questions to 082 657 2729. 082 2729 That's where you send it to En ons werk net met die Whatsapps Soos wat hulle inkom, so ons Sien uit na jou vrae dan wat jy vir ons gaan instuur. 16 minute Oor 11 is dit, ons is hier tot Soe 5 voor 12, 5 voor 12 Moet ons uit die atelier uitwees En heel wat luisteraars wat dan reeds Vra ingesteer het. Levenige Uitsending, jy kan nie bel nie Jy kan nie voice note stuur nie, jy moet absoluut net jou boodskapie uit tik En just a sideline remark, would you call putting the scriptures the question that you have and the scriptures pertaining to the scriptures die via antwoord nodig het. Sit net waar ons die is by, dit maak het net soveel makkeliker hier in die atelier, met ons bybels en met die laptops en logosprogramme en alles, om dan vinnig op die plek uit te kom waarover jy vraag. Net ga hy nommer weer, 0826572729. Rocky, a interesting question that we had to kick off this morning's program with. If God created the sun only on the fourth day, and the earth is rotating around the sun. Well, that's our understanding. That's if you're not a flat earther. Uh, as die aarde dan rondom die son roteer, maar God het eerst die son op die vierde dag geskape. waarom het die aarde dan gedraai vir die eerste vier dae? Do we have any idea, Rocky, uh, around what did the sun rotate for the first uh, four days that we uh, that we know about the god's creation Rocky, what answer the do answer well,
3: that's a wonderful question Venant, and um i think that's what is good is to go right back to the beginning into genesis and in genesis chapter one we see that it is at the fourth day but it's good for us to be reminded what what it says just there and so if you in your bible if you know of your bible in genesis chapter one it says in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth and I would emphasize to the listener that there we there we find some of the answer to that question in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth and as you work through the days of creation you find that it is God himself at the first day that said let there be light and he saw that the light was there and it was good. Now, so,
0: our understanding is that would not be the light is just light. What, can we say emanating from God or, or, or light? Because in our understanding nowadays, modern day, uh, as I mean, we, we, we're sailing the universe with all this wonderful machinery that we've created. Uh, and we know light comes from the sun. Um, do, do we have any understanding of where that light came from When the Bible says in the beginning God created the earth and there was light It was yeah. idea.
3: Yeah, verse, verse 3 of Genesis says then God said let there be light And there was light and God saw that the light was good And God separated the light from the darkness right. Now if, as we take the context of this we do see that he then makes the lights On day 4 to govern the day and the night But that means that there was light before the sun and the moon actually governed when it was light or day. And God continues to say, even in Genesis, then there was evening, then there was morning, the first day. There was morning, there was evening, the second day. And so we do see the consistency of God being the one that is over time. And in verse 14, then God said, let there be lights in the expanse of the heaven to separate the day from the night. And so God had already created the system of a 24-hour day before he made the sun and before he made the moon. Right. He made the sun and the moon to actually fit the time frame that he had already made. He had created this 24-hour system because he's God and because he's the one that was putting it in place So God didn't have to alter the way he was doing things based on the Sun and the moon he he made them to actually fit his own time frame which he'd already made day and night And he was the one that was giving this light now This is a concept that is huge within the scriptures that we see this regarding our Lord Jesus Christ Christ as the one that is the light that is coming yeah. to the world to give light to man now, there was actually a day that was not a 24-hour day, and I'm sure that the listeners will be reminded of that even as they listen with yeah. regard to Joshua's day when the sun oh, stood, stood still. still yes, and, I remember. Um, yeah. That's an interesting place to actually look at in, in Joshua chapter 10, if, if a listener wanted to go and read that, yeah. where Joshua prays to Yahweh and he says, Lord, won't you keep the sun still? Won't yeah. you keep the moon still? And he cries out. He says, O sun, stand still in Gibeon, and O moon in the valley of... Al Janon and the sun stood still and the moon stopped now, until
0: now, now. Can we say to each other that the earth physically stopped rotating around the sun? We though way back then we would say, Well, the sun stopped, but nowadays we know that the earth rotates yes, around the sun, yes.
3: so literally the earth stopped. Yeah, God gave, God gave an answer to Joshua's prayer and stopped the earth from rotating around the sun until they'd. Wow. got the upper hand over their enemies and i wondered to myself and maybe there's some scientists listening etc if um, we went back into looking into this i wonder if that's where we get our, our leap year from because we have a 365 <laughs> yeah. and, a, and a quarter um, time and and you wonder you know your god has done this wonderful miracle and even in that passage we are told that there was never a day like that before and there was never a day like that after but the point is made that god is the one that that governs Nature. He governs yeah. the earth. He yeah. He's the one that has put the light there. And that leads us towards a deeper truth regarding the Lord Jesus. Yeah. And Revelation 21 verse 22, we see a time that is coming when there's no longer a need for the sun and the moon again. And so you wow. have almost this this build up from Genesis. All the way back to a place where the sun and the moon pass away is, is no longer needed, and is no longer needed. You
0: know what, Rocky? I'm also mindful. I'm thinking on on you talking about uh, the the the, in the the passage in Joshua where the sun uh, stood still. But there's another passage where the prophet asked the king, uh, "Remember," yes. and the shadow yes. moved back ten steps. Yes. Uh, should it move forward? Should it move backwards? And he thought about it, and he, and he thought. And, and that is also a time factor, isn't it? Uh, no, in,
3: in that, strangely enough, I believe it was Hezekiah, and maybe yeah. one of the listeners can chip in on that. Yeah. But he actually. Or, sorry, it was. Um, Ahaz. It was yeah. Ahaz. That Ahaz. was it. Ahaz. And, and funny enough, I mean, he had been sinning against the Lord in so many terrible ways. Yeah. And when the prophet comes to him and says to him, Would you like this to be done? which has never been done. He says, No, no, I don't want to test God. And that's where he gives the prophecy about the virgin birth. He says, Okay, you don't want to ask for a sign. I'll give you a sign. Yeah. The virgin will conceive. All right. and there's the wonderful prophecy, a messianic prophecy that is given to him about the virgin giving birth, and so yes there's a, the Lord is the one that is over the sun and the moon and over the stars, and if he is the one that had said, "Let there be light," he is also the one that says, "Let there be light in the heart of a sinner." Let there be light in, inside of an individual that needs to be redeemed, like yeah. he did with me when I was first born again, yes. where he shines that light yeah. within the heart of an individual, and suddenly it makes sense. And, it, it does, and there's, yes, yes. There's a turning point, uh, Understanding,
0: uh, uh, coming to, to, to know. All right. so you say New Testament, there will come a time, no longer the sun and the moon, the new Jerusalem, God will be our light. I'm I'm mindful of, I think it's the book of John, 1 John, right in the back of the Bible that says also God is light. Yes. That also says that to us. Yeah,
3: Revelation 21 from verse 22, you can see the way that God is, Christ himself is the light of the new heavens and new earth. But I would also take the listener to Colossians chapter 1 verse 15 to 17, because there you find something so profound regarding an answer like this uh, to this question, which really is regarding the preeminence of Christ, where it says, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation, for in him all things were created, both in the heavens and on the earth, visible and invisible, where the thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And the point of me giving that is that the very reason that we are still spinning around the sun is because Christ has decided that that's what he wants. Yeah. He is the yeah. one who is preeminent. He is more real than the light we get from the sun. Yeah. He created yeah. the light before the sun was created to fit into his way. And what a profoundity. And when you think about John's gospel again, which you mentioned first, John, but in John's gospel, he goes there in in the first few verses of John chapter 1 where he says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and apart from him, nothing came into being that has come into being. Speaking about the Lord Jesus. Exactly. And then in verse 4 in particular, it says, in him was life. And the life was the light of man. Wow. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. What a wonderful verse. And then later on in John 3, we all familiar with John three sixteen, 16. And we, we get excited about that, and we rightly yes. should, because yes. Christ has come and he's shown us the love of the Father. But from verse 19 to 21 of John 3, listen to what it says there. And this is the judgment that the light has come into the world, And men loved darkness rather than light, for their deeds were evil. For everyone who does evil hates the light, and does not come to the light, lest his deeds be exposed. But he who practices the truth comes to the light. And so that his deeds may be manifest as having come from God. And so you have a deep, profound truth regarding the light of God that shines in the darkness. Yeah. And man, in Genesis chapter 3, turns from God. He listens to the lie of Satan, which is he basically gives two lies. He starts off by saying, did God really say? Yeah. And yeah. He question, then, mark, question, yeah, question mark, question mark. Yeah. And then did God really mean? Yeah. And this is what is so precious regarding Genesis chapter 1, and I think that there's a deeper question when we start thinking through the profoundities yeah. of these questions, is can we really take God at His word? Yeah. And yeah. the answer is yes, we can, Yeah, because He's absolutely true all the time, and, and He you, never lies.
0: And, and something else that I pick up from what you're saying is you can't really separate the materialistic from from the, the light that you, we're talking about, the physical light, the moon, the sun, But then again, we're speaking about Christ's light right there in the beginning. For sure. Uh, God setting the stage for for light in this world. His son, Christ Jesus, isn't it?
3: There's a deeper profundity in this world. Um, C.S. Lewis mentions this world has been the Shadowlands. And he talks about how all of this around us is the shadowlands, and that which is really real is that which is happening spiritually and what Christ has achieved and what Christ has done. The same God who said, let there be light is the one who shines the light of the gospel in the heart of an individual. The same need that we had if we were uh, to put it in a sense of us being a almost formless and void a mess yeah. etc yeah. going our own way heading towards destruction Christ in his mercy shines light yeah. and and all of a sudden we things make sense we yeah. were in the dark we yeah. turned from him we were in yeah. the shadows yeah. but turning toward Christ and that that marvelous gospel message of who Christ is as the yeah. savior of the world the one yeah. who lived the perfect life that we could never live and did the perfect deeds that we could never do yeah, gives us that light.
0: You've put the question out there. You say any creation scientists out there. We've asked Dr. Philip Stott in Port Elizabeth, in, in Bloemfontein, the same question. And he answered me. Listen, this is what he says on WhatsApp, Rocky. He says, the only attempt I have uh, come across to answer that question and uh, and still have respect for the scriptures is to say that earth was created in a warp in space-time, when the sun was later created, and then dot, 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 oh, yeah. (laughs) And so if you have to sum it up in a nutshell, for the question uh, the listener asked, the sun only created on the fourth day. Um, The earth, in our understanding, needs something to spin around to make the whole system work. Um, But you said something beautiful. It is God. Put it in a nutshell for us.
3: Yeah, so I, I would, I would strongly hold to what the scriptures have have taught. I know that there are many different views on creation. Personally, I'm a, a new earth creationist and I hold to a literal 24-hour day. Yes. I know that there's the the Hebrew word yom regarding yeah. the day, and there were three different ways that you could look at that. You could either say day being 24 hours, which we see in the context of Genesis 1 that it was 24-hour days because yes. he makes mention of morning, evening, morning, evening, and he gives us that rep- repetition. And you, you take your – when you're looking at – The scriptures, you look at it inside of its context. There are other places inside of Genesis where day refers to basically from dawn to dusk. And you're speaking about day like daylight hours. Or you could be talking about an age. Um, And so there are different interpretations regarding Genesis 1. But I do believe that it is very important for us to take Genesis as a literal, in a literal way, as best as possible. And let the scriptures be taken literally. And when the scriptures speak of figure of... Speech, for example, in yeah. the in the Psalms, in the Psalms there's poetry, and many have looked at the poetry where where people where the psalmist says, you know, one day is like a thousand years, yeah. and a thousand years like a day. You can't interpret prophecy or let's say poetry the same yeah. way that you would historical narrative. Right. And so this is, um, I, I would lead the the re- the listener toward Genesis one being taken literally as 24 hour days, and God in His own divine providence decided i'm going to first say let there be light and then i'm going to create the moon and the sun to actually stick with the calendar that yeah. i made and stick with the timing which is once, that proof, I've made.
0: once again prove his majesty His exactly. omnipotence he's he's all-powerful god he's god he can do yeah. anything
3: yeah. and that he is over creation in that way that he didn't need the sun or the moon to sustain the life that he yeah. had in the first three days. Fantastic. Um,
0: Super stuff. It's uh, 29 minutes to 12 o'clock uh, you tune to scriptural. Skrift ons keer saam tot so 5 voor 12 as jy vraag het wat jy wil instuur. Nou ja, Pierre, jy gaan moontlik volgende wees. My casa sê, ons moet ook my siek Uh We have to abide by our broadcasting uh, rules and regulations and they say play music and play local content. Ons het vir Freddy Wessels op die draaitafel. It's song called Great Love. We'll be back with some more questions and answers pertaining to the word of God. As you have a question, what you have to ask for, stir it for us in 0826572729. In the meantime, here's Freddy Vessels. As easy as the touch of a button. The message
2: of life on 657 AM. Radio to the Boerenkamp Dames is jaarlijks een kostbare afzonderingsgeleendheid voor elke vrouw, wat de behoefte heeft om tijd in kan te spandeer met haar Ons thema voor hier jaar is wanneer my geloof gescut wordt. In ons gaan zij antwoorde zelf zoek tot ons dit vindt. As jou jylle gees mag na soe een wegbreek naweek saam met die Heere Jesus Christus, kom gerust saam. Die Deborah kamp word aangebied door Janine van die Kerk en die Kroene by die Goodlands Estate in die Seringveldbewaringsarea, 45 kilometer buiten Pretoria en kost 1200 per persoon vir die naweek van 24 tot 26 juni. Jy bring jou eie eetgerei en bedegoed. For meer bijzonderheden in besprekings scharkel cliëntedienst by 12 334 234 of episode gospel by Radio We are here 24 hours a day with the message of hope, faith, and love. On 657
0: AM That's where you tune to 657 AM Warm hearted, good morning, welcome Ons doen skriftierlik tot en met 12 En baie dankie vir die vraag wat absoluut instroom Ons is die heren baie dankbaar daarvoor uh, soms met my in die atelier Rocky Stevenson brand new voice brand new face right here on Radio Pulpit, every Tuesday, tuesday you'll have the privilege of uh, his company and dis for us to be a baie groot voordeel dan om saam met jou te kan kuier peer jy's volgende aan die diens uh, ek sien jou whatsapp sê daar any construction kan jy vir my verduidelik miga 4 en vers 5 Dis blijkbaar in die tyd wat Jezus regeer. Interessante woord wat jy daar gebruik is blijkbaar. Dis blijkbaar in die tyd wat Jezus regeer, hoe so, Rocky, I think the essence of it is, Micah 4 and verse 5, I'm going to ask you to just read that, to bring context to his question, and then he says the way I understand it, it uh, apparently, he uses the word bar Afrikaans, apparently, it's in the time that Jesus uh, is reigning. Now, what he means by reigning, hmm. uh, I'm not sure, but yeah. uh, Pierre asked that question. Can we give him an answer scripturally?
3: Yes, yeah, so I, would, I would agree with Pierre. There are different uh, men or different theologians that would take a different opinion. There are some that would believe that the reign of Christ is not a literal thousand-year reign. I'm not one of those. I believe that the reign of Christ will be a literal thousand-year reign. In Micah's um, book, he yeah. writes this to, to Judah who had been a lot of social injustice type of issues
0: i think i think for the sake of our listeners who has not uh, able to read a scripture right now what yes, does micah it 4 and
3: and 5 say micah 4 verse 5 says for all the peoples walk each in the name of its god but we will walk in the name of the lord our god forever and ever all right and micah is calling on the people to repent because of their wickedness but he also holds out hope of the final deliverance of Israel and just after that he talks about how the Lord shall rescue Zion and how in that day speaking about this time when all the nations will even come against them Zechariah 14 would be another good reference point to look at with this and you see the way that Christ will rescue his people Israel and there's this future hope for Israel itself where Christ who had left the earth at the Mount of Olives will come again to the Mount of Olives and will rescue his people and so you do see the way that just before this in verse 4 but they shall sit each man under his vine and under his fig tree and no one shall make them afraid for the mouth of the Lord of hosts has spoken there's a coming time when there will no longer be any attack on Jerusalem, any war on Jerusalem, yeah. Jerusalem itself is an interesting city as you look at it with the amount of times it's been conquered, the walls have been broken down, it's been rebuilt, it's you know, meant to be a city of peace, but it's been really a city of much war. But we do see that there's much prophecy that's speaking of a future time where there will never ever again be war in Jerusalem, and so this does, I believe, in in agreement with what Pierre said, a time when Christ will reign physically, and After where we After Armageddon, see, then. Yes, I I believe yeah. that. Well, um, I, I believe that there will come a time when during the seven-year tribulation, where things get really hot for. Yeah. Israel. So I do hold to a premillennial, pre-tribulational view personally. Right. I, knew, I know that there are many that that hold to a different view, and maybe many of the listeners as well would hold to a different view. But I hold to what's called a literal, grammatical, historical. So that means that we take the Bible as what it says in the words, as far as it's understandable. Then, and as the Word of God gives figure of speech, then we yeah. would allow for figure of speech.
0: I want to get to that at a later stage where you have the scripture, I have the scripture, I look at it from one point of view, somebody else look at it from another point of view, we both claim scriptures as our truth, what do we do? Uh, so we'll get to that question one day. Um, how do we handle that? How do we treat that? And is there answer in God's word for that? So how would you sum it up then for Pierre? For, for, for
3: Pierre, I would say that, um, that he's correct, that that would be a time when the Lord is reigning right. physically. I would say that he reigns in the sense of in the believer's heart now. He gives peace to a, a believer even inside of circumstances that are very trying and much persecution etc right now in that yeah. sense of when he's your savior there's a peace that you have but this is a futuristic um, eschatological kind of a view from yeah. Micah referring to a time that's coming now at this point this would encourage the people of Israel to worship their god although they had not been worshiping him as they ought to and he was dealing with many social justice um, I'm I'm cautious when I even use those terms, social justice. Um, I don't mean it in the kind of the social justice warriors that we see in our world today. I'm talking about biblical social um, issues that, that he was busy addressing. And he was calling on Israel towards repentance and saying this is what happens when there is a turn to God. And Israel, we know of inside of the tribulation period, come to a point, and Micah speaks of this, where they look upon him whom they have crucified, and they say, this is actually the Jesus that we've been rejecting all along. This is the real Christ. And I believe that that happens more or less at the three and a half year mark within the tribulation period, where there's the abomination of desolation, Daniel 7, 9. These these passages come to mind with regard to this. And where Israel turns... 144,000, they look and they see, but actually the one that we have crucified before and have been rejecting all along, and they yeah. we've had a, a stiff-necked opinion regarding Christ. This is the real Christ, and they turn toward him, and this is where we start to see the reign of Christ then for a thousand years on the earth where peace will reign, where yeah. there's no longer any worry regarding an attack. An infant will play at the hole of a snake, and the snake will not yeah. attack him. The lion Total will lie peace. down with Total the lamb. There's peace. this almost a Garden of Eden kind of a restoration that God brings about underneath the reign of Christ. Um, But even here, this gives us hope because we know that he is the one that has the end victory. So Yeah, we've the, read the book, eh? We've yes. read the
0: last page. And we for win. the
3: for the reader, when we look at the difficulties that that Israel would even go through just after Micah, this was five eighty six BC, was when they were conquered by the Babylonian kingdom, it was to give them hope that they could look to their God and know that he had the final victory. So even though the the remnant amongst the believers that were there During this time, when they were going through a time when most of Judah was wicked, there were still worshipers of God that now went through some of the hardship of the Babylonians that would lead them astray into captivity. And they were to have hope because they knew that God had the victory secured in the end. And so for the believer, in a sense, there's there's a peace that you and I can have, even in the trials that we face, knowing that God has got the end already wrapped up. He's got the the final victory
0: our Lord and Saviour Jesus himself said John 16 and verse 33 he said this I say to you so that in me you can have peace in this world you will have many trials and tribulations but uh, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Wonderful, Amen. wonderful scripture that, isn't it? Uh, Pierre, ek hoop ons jou vraag geantwoord, ha? Jy het so uitroepteken, vraag teken, vraag hoe dan so? Dis heeltemaal moendlik, en uh, soos Rakkie ook sê, nou ja, dit is moendlik, uh, in daardie tyd, dit sal in die regeringstyd dan van Jesus hier op aarde wees. Annemarie Estreis, en baie dankie ook uh, vir jou deelname in die program, ons het nie baie tyd meer oor nie, sy sê, my vraag, is dit bybels, en groot vraagteken, mense wat sy sê, hy of sy het die geest van stomheid, of a van doofheid, of een of ander geest, uh, Rocky, is it scriptural uh, to, to, to say that these spirits uh, death and dumbness, uh, for instance. Uh, I know of the scripture where the, the, the son almost got something, and I want to use it in inverted commas because I don't want to tread on toes here, but uh, a sort of an epileptic attack that the little boy had and fell into the fire. And and this father pled with the disciples and pled with the Lord Jesus Christ to heal him. Mm. Uh, could we attribute this to spirits and spirits from, from, from hell? Or uh, is it just a medical condition? Or how do we look at this? How do we explain it? What's yours for Anna Marie
3: Foghant? Oh, I think, and, and Anna Marie, as you're listening, I think we do need to be very careful here. Yeah, We are not apostles. We are not. Um, the disciples of Jesus in the sense of walking with him in Nazareth, we also know that Satan and his demonic horde were in particular striving to, to bring about a lack of confidence in the Christ as he was walking on the earth. Why I would say we need to be careful here is that it's difficult for us to sometimes ascertain Regarding some of these things and, and a similar question was actually asked to Jesus by his disciples in John chapter 9 and listen yeah. to what John chapter 9 says as he passed by he saw a man blind from birth yeah. and his disciples asked him rabbi who sinned this man or his parents they, that he was born blind they attributed to sin immediately immediately they were thinking well it must have been sin and yeah. I think that this is where we've got to be careful when it comes to attributing this just suddenly to yeah. a demon. For example all right and uh, Jesus answered it was not that this man sinned or his parents but that the works of God might be displayed in him we must work the works of him who sent me while it is day night is coming when no one can work as long as I am in the world I am the light of the world and that's strangely enough fits in with our first question yeah. Jesus himself is the light of the world and so my answer would be in this in this way we ought to give the gospel to all peoples, whether no matter where they are. We yeah. need to know our Bibles. We need to be able to give the hope of Christ to everyone. Yeah. There's something more scary than being demon-possessed, and that is being lost and going to an eternal yeah. hell away from Christ. Wow. And I do think that sometimes we do chase about these things, thinking, "Okay, is there a demon under every bush or a an demon an excuse on excuse almost? You know, almost an excuse. Okay, well, that guy's just demon possessed. Yeah, we ought to give the scriptures and give the the gospel of Jesus Christ. The fact that the light is coming to the world, so that man might be rescued and redeemed and reborn. And many a times, these ailments that we face, even within our bodies, sometimes they may be that we have Depression. them from. It might be that we have a thorn in the side, like yeah. like Paul said. He said, yes. there's a thorn that was given me of Satan. Yeah. And yet it was God who was sovereignly over even that thorn in his side. And he said, that was so that I would not become conceited. I would not become puffed up and proud. Yeah. And so much of what we have, even as far as bodily ailments, it's difficult for us. Um, we're not apostles um, like the 12 apostles or like Paul the apostle. But we should strive to understand our Bibles and recognize that even in our weaknesses, he is indeed strong. And just like this man in John 9 was born blind so that the glory of Christ would become known as Jesus would heal him. And Jesus would care for him and, and Christ would become even known. He, he says to this man later, go wash in the pool of Siloam. Jesus was the one who then he, he mixed his saliva with the uh, with the dirt and with put it mud, on this yeah. man's eyes and yeah. he says go wash and this man gets healed and this man actually ends up getting kicked out of the temple The those that were the Pharisees and those <laughs> that were they, were they were so angry that this man got, yes. got healed the I man mean, was blind from birth yes. but there was a callousness of their heart that was revealed through Jesus' miracle in this in this man's life and for anyone that is born with any form of ailment or anybody that, that receives an ailment later yes. on in life we live in a very broken world we yeah. live there's a saying that says we live east of Eden. We yeah. we no longer in the Garden of Eden, and we are if you in Christ you have something better than the Garden of Eden because you have Christ not just walking with you in the cool of the day in the night, yeah. but Christ yeah. walking in you and living in you. That's the mystery. That is the mystery of godliness wow. that Christ is in us, and so when Christ is in an individual, they no longer can have any false spirit. They can't yeah. have a demon. Inside and of Christ them. and Holy Spirit living and, in you. And he that is within us is greater than he that is in the world. Wow. And so when somebody truly has received the gospel of Christ, yeah. they cannot have a demon. We do see um, in Acts various places where you find, for example, the slave girl that had a spirit of divination. And she was even saying true things. Yeah. And the apostle Paul, after some time and a few days, becomes frustrated. And this is when he was in Philippi. Yes. And he becomes frustrated with this this girl that was saying, these guys are, are telling the truth. He turns around and he casts the demon out. And you remember that the slave girl's masters got so angry because they were going to lose their their profit. So they chuck them into prison. And Paul and Silas are beaten up and they put into stocks and they're singing hymns in the prison. And uh, so God even used that. And and the point that I'm making there is that there's nothing beyond God's hand to be able to use. Even the devil, and I use this cautiously, and I think C.S. Lewis uses this term as well, is 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 God's devil yeah he's he's not allowed to operate and we see that in the book of Job yeah he's a creation of you know, so, the Lord so I think that that for the listener too often Satan would strive to work in our fear and yeah. he will strive to get us to be like okay but that's demon-possessed or yeah. that's demon-possessed all we need to do is stand firm and he will re, he will mm. flee from us yeah. Yeah. And we're not told to go dabble in these things, not told to go find out these things or go and accuse this one or accuse that. We just stand within the truth of God's word. We have peace within our hearts and we and we give the gospel, yeah, and we trust God to do the work and so take a step of obedience and and share the gospel with a brother or sister or those that are in your household or family that may be sick in this way or that way. Don't just assume because I think that's the that's the difficulty and that's what these yeah. men did in John nine. They we don't know. Yeah. They assume this yeah. man must have sinned. His parents must have sinned. And I think today too easily we can go, okay, well, that's demon possessed or that's demon. Yeah. And, and I think that that's Or, the,
0: or, or this is uh, the become your overcome you because, because of sin in your life. You yeah. know, you had a heart attack. You must have sinned in your life. And I, you, and I, and I do think yeah.
3: that a man must look often God uses Mr. Pain in the life of an individual. And there's many a times where we we should look intently, we should judge our own hearts and look before the Lord and see what is the purpose behind why we're going through what we're going through. What is God doing in my life with regard to this? And there are times where we see that first Corinthians chapter 11 comes to mind with regard to the Lord's supper, where there were some that were doing it wrongfully and they actually got sick and some of them even, died. They went to sleep. God called them home. He didn't want them any longer profaning his name by taking the Lord's Supper in vain. And so I do think there shouldn't be a flippancy regarding the sin in our lives or sometimes even some of the consequences that we face. But the Christian is able to bear the consequences that they have to the glory of God. And they understand that, hey, if I've got an eyesight issue, I'm going to use this eyesight issue to the glory of God. If I'm going to weep because this hurts, then I'm going to weep to the glory of God. And for the Christian, we have a glorious hope that one day every tear will be wiped away. Yeah, there no will one tears. day. One day yeah. we will have a glorified body. And yeah. even um, Paul comes to mind with I think it's uh, first, this, first Corinthians chapter four, I believe, or Second Corinthians four, where he says, "Where this outside body is fading away, but the inner man is being renewed day by day." Praise the Lord. For and that, yeah. that is a glorious truth within yeah. Christ: is that even an older man has a glory about his gray hair, where he gives glory to God with the various ailments that he has, and he's able to use that for the glory of God. And so uh, John Piper would be a good um, uh, man to just recommend regarding don't waste your suffering. He has a whole section on don't waste your life and use your suffering for the glory of God. And so if you have various ailments, uh, don't just immediately attribute that to Satan or the devil or towards demons. God may be even using that for his glory. And so we give thanks to the Lord that he does this within us. Rocky Stevenson,
0: thank you so much. Time is caught up with us. Time to love and leave our listeners. Can you believe it? I promised you, I told you this is going to be the shortest hour of your life. Next week, Tuesday, if the Lord tarries and the Lord saves us, we'll be back once again and bring you another edition of Scriptural. Skriftyrlik, baie dankie dat jy vir oogend saamgekeer het. Uh, groot as kies, as jy nie by jou vraag uitgekom het, jou antwoorde, uh, vraag wat jy ingestuur het, uh, Ino Mathie, Rosaline Williams, Johanne en dies meer, verskui Die name is baie hier op WhatsApp wat vragen gesteerd het, ons het ongelukkig nie daarby uitgekom nie Maar, you know what, it's good to listen to Rocky Stevenson It's good to listen to Weynard Rousseau, Radio Pulpit in general uh, but ultimately, Acts seventeen eleven says to search the scriptures to yourself to see if these things are so. We will podcast the program. If you want to listen to it afterwards again, you can go to our website. We will podcast it within the next half an hour to come. So you can share it with family and friends. And Rocky, bless your heart, my brother. It was wonderful to have you in studio next week, Tuesday, if the Lord tarries, we'll be back.
3: Thank you so much, Venant. I do think that if there is a listener that would like to send some crazy question sometime in the week that comes to mind, they're welcome to send it to me at pastor at Church. Pastor at benonibiblechurch.co.za.
0: That's, That's it. There you have it. If you want to post a question, pastor at benonibiblechurch.co.za. Till next time, keep well, God bless you, and shalom.